you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Manning on a play fake. Rolls right. Throws for Ingram. He's got it at the five. He reaches for the pylon. Touchdown, Giants. What a job by Ingram as he extended the football out as he was about to get hit. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Ooh, it's getting closer and closer, believe it or not. In less than a month now, you will have actual pro football to watch. Okay, it's not actual because it's not regular season. But it's on the way. There's going to be a Hall of Fame game kicked off, like I say, in fewer than four weeks now. Your eyes are going to be looking at actual football guys doing it. And there you just heard in the red, white, and blue, number 88, Evan Ingram. Speaking of red, white, and blue, hope you had a happy July 4th. I encourage you, nay, demand. You go back and listen to our swell podcast that we've been doing um, over the last couple weeks here. Jake Olson, a real inspiration of a guy, lost his sight at the age of 12, nevertheless, with the help of Pete Carroll and the USC program is uh, uh, got to go out onto a football field and play long snapper in a college football game for the legendary USC football program. Plus that, a swell fella. So go back and listen to that. And then uh, also we just talked with Steve Byrne, a uh, great comedian, filmmaker, and uh, a lover of black and gold sports. So uh, so we got along famously, as you would uh, imagine. Go back and listen to those. We, in the offseason, uh, people say it. Uh, well, I'm the one who says it, but primarily. But I think that the DDFP it, uh, in the offseason is strong. And we, uh, we've been doing a lot of long-form interviews. We did another one with Ross Tucker recently. When we spend 45 minutes, or it's never 45 minutes, more like an hour, hour 15 with these guys, uh, they always uh, go uh, swimmingly. It's always fun to get to know some of these guys. So um, anyhow, go back and listen to all those. Meantime, Eddie Spaghetti, a turbulent time for, uh, for you, the New York City guy. Rangers up, Knicks way, way down. Where do you come down with football nigh? Evan Ingram, I keep saying it, he can be the X factor for that team. O- Odell being gone is not does not have to spell doom and gloom um, for your Giants in what is a fascinating, really, it always is interesting. It always gets a lot of primetime run because of the Cowboys, large S, and the Giants, and, and uh, the Eagles' run of success here. There are a lot of reasons why you see them in primetime. But I think in 2019, wow, what a! It's a fascinating Carson Wentz with all that money trying to get back the. I mean, I I don't want to overstate it and make it into a melodrama, but Nick Foles moving on, it's not a small matter. I would think in that locker room, no one's going to come out and say, yeah, you know, Nick Foles, he was, he's the guy who came through in the clutch, but that's going to be an interesting story on a loaded uh, Eagles team. Then the Cowboys, I feel like people are little weirdly skeptical of Dak, like we talk about. But uh, the thing that we, that we also keep saying is Kellen Moore 
is an upgrade. I know he's a little bit of an unknown versus Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan, but I think he is going to be an upgrade and and provide a legitimate 21st century offense for Dak. And when you throw Zeke into there and that offensive line and upgraded pass catchers and that defense should be really good. And then your guys, the Giants, and I think the Skins are a little undervalued right now. They were really good until the injuries just decimated them in 2018. Even they can be a factor this year. And I think Montez Sweat, by the way, and Dwayne Haskins um, are two guys who fell a little bit too far, and the Redskins will benefit from that. Anywho, where's your confidence level in your gents uh, here in uh, in July? Com- in terms of confidence of making a, a playoff push? or Yeah. Um, it's... It's mediocre. The one thing, the teams I think are clearly ahead of them, well, one being the Eagles. I think the Eagles have to have something go drastically wrong for them to not be the top team. Like, they are a loaded team. I, I always believe in Wentz. I think he's talented, despite the, you kind of hinted at it, with the, the locker room issues. There was that report months ago about the some Eagles players didn't really love him and thought he was, uh, you know, too much into himself, which I, I people that came out and disputed it, but I think that story was written for a reason. I, I, I mean, I just got to say, And we say it all the time. If that kind of stuff happens in Denver, I don't know. It, 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 a little brush fire stays a little brush fire, mm-hmm. not in Philadelphia. Right. If there's any evidence of that, the, the local media will seize on that. If there's any discord, they'll seize on that and they'll blow it up into an inferno to the detriment of the Eagles. I think that's the thing that I, I'm not trying to be, uh, like I say, trying to, um, TMZ this, but that kind of is how it feels to me that there's, it, it, I could see it getting sideways. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it, that could be their downfall or if his back is a, a career long nagging thing which could obviously change stuff but I think the Eagles are clearly above every other team the Cowboys getting Amari Cooper and getting Travis Frederick back healthy as a huge upgrade and that's the one big thing they have over the Giants is like you know your quarterback is Dak Dak now has Cooper as a weapon he now has uh, I mean Ezekiel Elliott's as good as they get whereas the Giants the main position the the most important position is still a question mark because you don't know if you're going to go with Eli. You don't know if you're going to go with Daniel Jones. It probably it's 95% going to be Eli, but we all know Eli is not capable of probably another, another Super Bowl run in him. He just doesn't have the arm anymore. Doesn't have the mobility um, despite the Giants O-line being improved and, um, you know, adding a couple nice additions like Golden Tate and their defense should be a lot better than it was last year. So, I mean, I think they are a, better team than the Redskins. I don't know if I really love uh, rookie Haskins playing right away um, or whoever's playing quarterback for them. I think they still What are you, a 63-year-old man? How many more examples of guys stepping in day one and doing well do you need before you're going to sign off on starting a rookie quarterback? I mean, there's been plenty of examples of guys sitting and being fine, too. There are plenty of examples. There are not plenty of examples. I don't That's the point. Who who would Haskins throw to? I mean, if like a healthy Jordan Reed to possibly... Like, I don't know. I don't really love that. Well, what I like is the is uh, that they have that they should have a nice offensive line. A yeah, nice Trent stays. Yeah, Trent Williams stays. Right. Sure. They should they should be okay there. And then they have Dar- and then they have uh, Darius Geis and uh, Adrian. Geis coming back from the ACL. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's true. I, I I did forget about him. If he's healthy, it's, it's that's definitely helps out. But I still think that they're they'll be close to the Giants. I think the Giants are a tad better. Um, but I think could the Giants go eight and eight? Yeah, I think so. If you, I mean, if if in fact that's how the Giants feel about it then they should definitely go with Daniel Jones. If 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 they can sit down reasonably and with their brains instead of with their hearts and say, all right, is this are we winning the Super Bowl this year? Then then why are we not going to uh, put the kid in there and get him the reps? No, unlike I, unlike yeah. baseball pitchers, because that's a thing that you always hear about baseball, and you hear it about uh, goalies too, young goalies in the NHL. You always hear, yeah, but if if they get too much adversity, if if they feel that they're not up to it, it'll shatter their confidence forever. Their psyche will be destroyed. That doesn't seem to be. I don't know if that's true. As a matter of fact, it'd be fun to talk to a sports psychologist to see if there's any merit to that based on examples that can be provided but um is there I, i'm trying to think is a guy ever like yeah he started out bad and then he just couldn't get right mentally i agree in the sense that daniel jones's ceiling right now going forward was always going to be higher than eli's because eli's on the way down and i think that i think i said this on the pod we did with nick costas and will brinson is that uh, a sneaky part of the giants team i like a lot is the offensive line. I think that Solder and That's Will right. Hernandez on the left side are going to be great. I remember watching a Baldi's breakdown. He was like, Will Hernandez, if he plays like this, will be a 
perennial pro bowler for the rest of his career. Uh, they they have Jalapio uh, back. They signed Kevin Zeiler. They got him in the trade, rather. I think he's going to be uh, awesome. And they have Mike Remmers back to his natural position right tackle. That changes a lot of the Giants offense because now Saquon has actual blockers. Whoever the quarterback is will have time. And there's a couple of pieces. I think Joel Preppers takes the next step up. I think Dexter Lawrence, people have not talked about Dexter Lawrence at all because you're right about because that. they drafted Jones and then DeAndre Baker was like the first corner. I know people have, beauty is in the eye of the beholder where DeAndre Baker's concerned, sure. but the people who believe in him think he will He's make an impact. Awesome. Yeah. But no one's really talking about Dexter Lawrence, who was the anchor of the best defensive line in college football we've probably seen in I since the Miami teams in the early 2000s. He, he's awesome. He's, he's a load. He's going to do a lot for them. Um, and they signed pieces like Marcus Golden, who could rush the passer, the passer. and I think James Betcher is, has a really good system. And so there are a lot of good bright spots, and I think the one thing that could really hold them back is if they do play Eli and he's mediocre for the first four to six games. It's funny because uh, it's hard to reconcile on some level that Tom Brady and Drew Brees and the, these super high-end guys, but they're so good at what they do that they sort of don't. It, 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 it's almost funny when you think about with what's, go, with, with what's gone on the last couple of years in the NFL with uh, the emergence of the RPO and the and the run pass, all, all, you know, the, the, the variations of trying to spread teams out and to try and create pressure with your quarterback and some play action or running at the edge when you have a an effective runner there. Why wouldn't you go with Daniel Jones? But it's funny, though, my point with Brady and Breeze, they don't do any of that stuff, and yet they succeed anyway. Well, because Brady is the probably the best of all time in moving in the pocket, and then Breeze is known for being one of the better deep ball throws. He still has, an, even if he lost some of his arm, he still has a better arm than Eli. He could hit the sidelines. Eli right oh, now was throwing within the numbers. I don't know if that's true about Drew Brees. Maybe that's not a- this year, but in, but Eli hasn't had his arm in how many years? Two, three seasons. But whereas Brees, at least in the early part of last season, was still hitting you know deep I, balls. I hear you. So, it's, but but the examples that I just cited, notwithstanding, uh, not Daniel Jones can do some of that for he you. Can he's move a dangerous he can throw, runner. Sure. Yeah. D- d- use him for that. That's what the young guys. He's not going to be a runner when he's thirty-two. But that doesn't mean you d- that you shouldn't deploy him as his best uh, as his best player in his rookie season. I th- I really could see that being a, a a good good offense in 2019, believe it or not, if they go with Daniel Jones. Anyhow, let's get to it now, shall we, Spaghetti? Want to want to dial up 88 here? I'd love to. Here he comes, everybody. One of our favorites. Uh, we really enjoyed yapping with him after the 2018 season. Now let's uh, yap with him after the 2019 draft and in front of training camp. Here he is, everybody. Evan all right here he is everybody a guy who we really enjoyed kibitzing with a few months ago it was before the 2019 nfl draft it was before the final season of game of thrones it was before saquon barkley emerged as a self-appointed master of connect four so we have a lot to catch up with with uh with uh, one of the guys who or not one of the guys the guy i have called the x factor of not just the new york giants in 2019 but perhaps even all the nfc east if this guy shines the way i expect he will i think the giants have uh have brighter days ahead than a lot of people are forecasting it's evan ingram what's happening fella what's up man how you doing well i'm fine i'm fine and uh, i hope the off season's treating you well have you uh have you lifted any weights in the off season uh just just a couple good you know, not, not as not as heavy as i've seen you but uh you know I'm, I'm working my way up getting getting there yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I think that's a good thing to do for a football player. You know, take that or leave it. Do what you want to do. But I think that's a good idea to to be doing that. So so uh, we like I say, we have a lot to kibitz about. So take me back to draft night. Did you have any idea what was coming down the pike? Did you expect the name Daniel Jones to be called out there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I had no idea who we, who we were gonna draft. Um, they never, they don't tell us anything when we mm-hmm. find out when, when you guys find out is when we find out. Um, so it was, I mean, it was, I, I kind of suspected it. I knew we liked Daniel and, uh, my, uh, we have me, me and Daniel have the same agent. So I've kind of got a little inside, inside scoop here and there, but, uh, I, I was excited. Um, a lot of people were definitely, um, had another, uh, motion towards it, but, um, I, I've seen some clips of, of, of this film and, I got to met him last year when we did, and we threw at Duke with Eli. So I, I was excited, and we added um, uh, Dexter Lawrence 
um, and uh, and DeAndre Baker too. So uh, two, two, three good draft picks. I was excited for, and uh, those guys got to work immediately, and they look good. Yeah, it does uh, seem like uh, the, that people have completely ignored. Maybe it takes the pressure off of those de- two defensive players that all the heat is being uh, pushed on to, to the kid. I do feel a little bad for him. That's a an emotion I have. Listen, I can't feel that bad for a guy who now is a member of the New York Giants and uh, <laughs> at some point is going to get to be the starting QB. But I feel bad for all the booing and all that jazz. How does that hit yeah. you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely a little aggravating. Uh, I mean, uh, I kind of, I mean, it's, it's just a New York fan base. Uh, our fans are real passionate, and, and they're, that's one thing I always said that they're real honest about the way they feel. Um, and so, I, I mean, it's it's whatever. Uh, I think uh, I think once once he once everybody gets to see this kid play and um, see the way he approaches the game, and, and and when he finally gets his shot, a lot of people are gonna be surprised. And I think there's gonna be a lot of U-turns um, on the on the opinions and and, and support for for Daniel. Well, you've gotten a little exposure to him firsthand, or uh, both hands catching those passes so far. What's your reaction to? What's a way? Just basically, first of all, physically, what do you think of the arm? Uh, the dude, the dude has a really live arm. Hmm. It's it's dynamic. Um, you know, he can he can put some touch on some throws where need be, and he can fire it in there. Um, and uh, just from what I've seen. I seen to show up each and every day, just find ways to get better. Um, and I've seen him make some crazy throws. Obviously, there's some rookie mistakes in there, and that's kind of the biggest thing um, I'm, I'm excited about is uh, he, he's he's a really good uh, good at responding. He, he can have a couple bad throws. Um, he knows it. Um, he'll he'll get back. He'll get his reps back and uh, and, and make up for it. So um, he's definitely looking good. I love the way he works and the way he approaches the game, and uh, I'm excited for him. Do you guys? Do you at lunch or otherwise? Do you and the uh, and the other receivers sit around and sort of keep tabs on the horse race? It's got to be a weird spot, but not one that is uh, a rarity in uh, in college or in or in the NFL. A QB battle or a position battle. Do you guys sit around and talk about those guys? Like, wow, Eli looks better today than Daniel, or oh, <laughs> this morning uh, Daniel really was out throwing Eli. Do you have those kind of back and forths? Uh, I mean, we don't, we don't, no, we don't, we don't compare, we don't compare them like that. Uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, see uh, both guys uh, just just doing what they do each and every day, just naturally. They just show up to work and compete, um, and uh, and they're making each other better. I know, hundred percent, Eli is is going to make Daniel a better player, and I think Daniel's going to make Eli a better player this year. So um, it, it's definitely, uh, they're definitely pushing each other, and uh, it's definitely cool to see. Um, both of those guys work together and, and get their reps and, and, and go about their practice. Most everybody has nice things. Anybody who is on the team with Eli has nice things to say about Eli, and I suspect a lot of that has to do with the fact that unlike a lot of other guys who've won Super Bowls, who've had uh, big playoff runs and otherwise, he seems, at least from the outside, like he is not like, what's this guy here to uh, trying to take my job? It seems like he's encouraging. Is that, in fact, the reality? Yeah, yeah, not nah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely no ill will uh, between between those two. Uh, from what I've seen, Eli is is taking every advantage he can of helping Daniel um, and become better each and every day. And uh, that's just that's just who Eli is. I mean, he's just a, a really really good professional. He's been doing this for a long time. Um, had many quarterbacks come through uh, the rooms uh, with him, and uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's treating us any different. Just doing what he can for the team and do what he can to make his teammates better. It's interesting to me that uh, one of the big exceptions to what I just said about everybody being supportive of him is uh, is it feels like at least that Odell is taking passive aggressive shots at Eli, or maybe they're even just outright aggressive. Except he doesn't name names and everything. How does that hit you a couple few months after uh, Odell's made the move out to Ohio? Uh, I've definitely seen him, uh, and uh, you know Odell is, is definitely a, a, a guy that'll speak his mind. He's definitely in a, in a place, different place, and a new start. Uh, so he's getting a lot of questions. Um, but you know we're focused on us. Uh, we we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we've been getting so much better each and every day, and uh, we're we're kind of just just kind of zeroed in on getting camp going and, and getting this new opportunity to have a clean slate this year. 
um, and win some more games. Man, I know I, I've said this to you at least three times, but I'm going to say it for at least a fourth now. I really feel like Odell goes out. Oh, it's so, it's so grim. The Giants are doomed in the passing game without Odell. And the guy, I mean, I know there's Sterling Shepard. I know that um, Golden Tate's there now, and there's some pass catchers. But I really feel like if Evan Ingram is out on the field, that that's the difference for the Giants offensively this year. How say you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying it day by day. Uh, I, I've, I've gotten in, in situations throughout my career playing football where uh, I might get a little bit too excited and get ahead of myself and, and kind of think far ahead, way farther than I am. Um, and so right now I'm just taking it day by day, uh, just working, trying to find ways to improve and, and excited for the camp to begin. Uh, we got so many so many great playmakers that are going to make everybody better. And, and I'm just excited to, to get the pass back on and get, get in a lot of action and get the ball back in my hands and just make some plays for my team. Evan Ingram, listen, wait, yeah, I don't know if you recall, but we have a, a strict no-jive policy here in Studio 66. <laughs> and even though you're on the phone, it still abides here. You're excited to get the pads on and go to training camp? Do you have to, do you have, to have a roommate? Uh, I forget if the Giants are one of the teams that uh, requires that you sleep in a dorm with another uh, grown-up. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, my 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 rookie year, I had a roommate. Uh, last year, I didn't. Uh, so they they move guys around a lot. So uh, let's 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 pray that I get a room by myself again. Because I'm not gonna lie, that was nice. Yeah, that's gotta that's gotta be the worst. Will you watch Hard Knocks? Will uh, Will the Giants gather around and watch what's going on <laughs> out in uh, in Oakland this uh, this August? I don't. I don't know if we we'll have any any watch parties, but I'll. Uh, I, I get part about thirty minutes in my phone before I go to bed during camp, so I might. I might open the HBO and watch a little bit. Oh, that's got to be good. See, that'll be a nice distraction, and I think also uh, abiding again by the no jive policy. Are you a little relieved by what the that that no matter what happens with the 2019 New York Giants that at least the New York Knicks have taken a lot of the heat for <laughs> you guys no matter how bad it could be it can't be as bad as what's going on in the in MSG this season right Yeah yeah I, I know I know a little bit what those guys are going through so um you know we're we're, we're here for them uh, and uh, <laughs> I think I think in the long run they're, they're going to be okay <laughs> But, you know, it occurs to me as we talk about Eli, I've never put two and two together on this. Have you ever recognized that uh, that you wore basically the exact same uniform at Ole Miss as you wear now as a giant? Is that good? Is that consistent <laughs> for you that you like that? Or is it like, man, I'd like to wear some green or some yellow at some point? You know, I'm not going to lie. When I was throughout the draft process, I was like, you know, it's going to be cool to wear some different colors. I was trying to picture myself in, <laughs> in, in a lot of different colors, different colorways, new unis. And I'm, I'm right back where I was uh, in the red and blue. So, you know, I don't mind it. I definitely was excited about wearing some some, some crazy new colors. But, uh, you know, I do like the traditional uh, red and blue uh, that, that uh, we rock at the Giants. Yeah, they're nice. It's just, you know, and by the way, where do you rank uh, as a man of fashion? Where do you rank what the Giants wear compared to the rest of the NFC East? You got the everybody loves that star with the uh, with the Cowboys. I think those uniforms are a little overrated. How say you top to bottom in the division? Yeah, I, I give I put us at the top spot. I mean, just the, my favorite is the, the white with the white on red and we're on the road uh, with the gray pants. I don't think any, I don't think anybody has us beat in, in our road uniform. I, how about that, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass? We Evan Ingram and I park our cars in the same garage. That's exactly what I say. I think you have the best road uniforms in all of pro yeah. football right now. That's a that's a keen eye you have, and it's a Great retro month. classic. Well, it also looks very much like we already said, like uh, the old Miss get-ups. Um, now, what about, so you're going into year three, a lot of people, not just me now, um, on the bandwagon for Evan Ingram, breakout year, and so on and so forth. But then you got the sophomore running back, Saquon, and uh, he's apparently a two-sport uh, two athlete, at least by his own um, claim. I don't know if this is true. I've just heard the buzz. Is it in fact the case that Saquon can play some Connect Four? You know they they put a um, they put a Connect Four thing in our locker room, and yeah, he kind of he took the storm. He took the Connect Four storm. I give him that. I give him that. But they did put a ping pong table hmm. in the locker room, and I would tell you, I found something that Saquon is not good at. 
and it's it's it's, it's ping pong. <laughs> Here's what we have to do then, Evan Ingram. One, you need to start shooting the surreptitiously to prove, you know, just in case you ever need it. I don't know that you need to show the video of Saquon being bad at ping pong right now, but you want to have it in your hip pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and, I, and he's gotten better. I wouldn't say he's horrible, but he he cannot beat me. He he, he will never beat me. So. I will, I, will, I will gladly post the next time I whoop his butt in pink okay. and and broadcast it to the world. Maybe everybody. maybe you could do a little like uh, decathlon among the Giants, non-football related activities. We, who? Yeah, no, we we actually talked about. I think we're going to put together a, a nice big bracket throughout camp, a ping pong tournament. Ooh. And uh, we're going to put a nice big bracket together. Everybody wants to play, and, and whenever we have time between meetings or before or after practice and stuff. Uh, we're going to get some games in. We're going to see who truly is the, uh, the the number one guy in the locker room. Okay. There's, there's a really, we have a really good punter. The special team guys are always the best because they go out and kick, and they're done for the day, and they come in and do whatever they want. So the, the, the special team guys are the guys that are at the top right now. But I think I have a good shot taking the crown. I, well, I look forward to following it as a spectator. If I can submit, though, I wouldn't mind you expanding beyond that. Make it a little bit of an Olympics for the Giants. Do some free throw shooting or perhaps a one-on-one. I guess you probably, I guess the coaching staff would come in and say, like, what are you guys playing one-on-one basketball for? <laughs> yeah. Maybe just a shooting contest of some sort. You know, we can create the events for you, but one of them should be Connect Four. How about this? Would you, uh, I, I'm going to ask a favor of you. What about if we got you and Saquon and you got it on video live? We would stream it live. We'll put it on FaceTime or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I will play from here in Studio 66 against Saquon in Connect Four. And you can officiate or you can broadcast. You'll do the play-by-play on okay. the on the uh, on the showdown because I don't I, I'm I'm sure you've heard you're you're an athlete and athletes talk about other athletes I have won three straight Connect Four titles back in the 90s and wow. then I then I retired it was before you were alive but I won so three straight so you're legit you're not just talking you know oh no just- no 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 I wouldn't do that I again back to the no jive policy I wouldn't do that I I, I wouldn't <laughs> jive you I hear that there are other people like Beyonce and Kanye and who else began Rajan Rondo these these frauds need to be exposed now I retired some years ago but I'm willing to consider a special event against uh against number 26 there um, yeah I think I think once if we if we can just broadcast that match and you take down Saquon I think that will create a lot of buzz mm-hmm. a lot more other competitors will hear about it and I think you'll be like the top dog that everybody just wants to take down and then you'll have your own connect four challenge Well, listen, if we get endorsements out of it, all the better. But the point is, it's really (laughs) ultimately a favor to you and your teammates because Saquon is on the cusp of superstardom. I think he needs to be taken down a pegger because if he gets a big head, then what? You don't want that. (laughs) What if he gets full of himself? Yeah, we got to keep him humble. How about, yeah, I I stream, I I stream my beat down ping pong and then we stream Mm -hmm. your beat down on him and his connect four. And I think that'll do the job. I think he'll be pretty, uh, he'll be pretty humble. Yeah. Between you giving him the business and then I, and then I follow up uh, with some connect four action. I think Saquon will be humbled, but good. And then he'll realize, you know what? There are no, uh, there are no off days. I got to keep on hustling. So, so anyway, in advance, the Giants fans can thank Evan Ingram and Dave Damashek. Hey, so also, what we talked about before it uh, it got going there was just before was Game of Thrones um, final season. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell me what you thought. Uh you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it. I was excited for it. I was, and that was the first time I watched the show like weekly. Mm-hmm. So each week, I was just excited, ready, like pumped up, amped up. And I would say the 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 the, the um, the battle with the White Walkers. That was the that was the elite episode. That was a great episode. I didn't know what was going to happen. Everybody just seemed down, and all of a sudden, um, uh, who who what's her name? Um, I forget everybody's name three days after I watch any episode. What was her name? <laughs> yeah. Who killed? Uh, who who got the White Walker? The Night King. Yeah, uh, Aria. Aria. I forget Aria, their name. Aria, Aria, Aria. I, I don't know yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. I cannot remember anyone's yeah, name. That, that was that was tight. That episode was tight, and then um, it was kind of the next episode was a little down episode. And then when when 
when Khaleesi burned the the city, that was crazy. But mm-hmm. all in all, I think the I think the final season was kind of rushed, but I enjoyed it. I, unlike unlike a lot of other opinions, I enjoyed it. I wish the ending was a little bit better, but um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's what ailed it. Is that is that it just was too fast. They could have done like yeah. six or ten more episodes, and we would have been more satisfied by it. But the the other bummer is. Bran, when when uh, Tyrion goes, when Tyrion goes, like who's had a more interesting story than Bran? Like everybody up here. What do you mean who's had a more interesting story than than Bran? Yeah. He he just got dragged around all the year after year. Everybody else was out fighting. Arya took off her face and put on other people's faces, and then went out <laughs> and assassinated people. That's more interesting than anything Bran did. Yeah, I think I think the I think the throne obviously should have went to John. Um, Either John or Arya, but Bran has the mind for it. So I, I mean, it was just kind of, just kind of. I felt like it was just kind of just thrown together to get done. Um, the two episodes, the two action-packed episodes, I liked with the the, the war and the, and the burn of the city. But um, because I, a lot of people were upset with Khaleesi will burn the city, but you know what? I I, I kind of hate to admit this, and I'm not. Obviously, the TV show, so it's not real. I was kind of, I was I was kind of pumped when she decided to burn the city. A lot of people don't remember that those kids and all those people that were that were in that city were cheering when they chopped off my boy Ned's head at the very beginning of season one. At the end of season one, all those people were happy cheering, and I wanted to get some vengeance. You know what? They, I, I as I have actually gotten away from it, I agree with you a little bit more because also don't forget when they marched and she was mean too, but and they 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 got burned and so but they were mean spirited people because they all spit on Cersei when she got paraded yep. nude through the town and everything else. Yep. They're not like they were all uh, wholesome, wonderful people themselves. Yeah, so obviously, obviously it's not real. But I was, I was when she when <laughs> when she when she told the dragon to, to light it up. I was, I was pumped up. I got, I got amped up when that happened. Um. All right, then uh, we'll let you go because uh, your hours are ticking down before <laughs> you go to your training camp, which uh, which you claim you're super excited to be going to. Now, listen, uh, I, I I'm assuming it's going to be a really intriguing. I, I you know uh, the NFC East is I think because uh, primarily because of the four major metropolises in which the four teams reside is always compelling and gets an outsized bit of attention, I feel like. But in 2019, man, oh man, the team nobody's even talking about is the Redskins. And if that kid goes up there, Dwayne Haskins, and is halfway decent, I think you really have like a four-team race. I could see, I know people are talking Eagles and Cowboys. You guys are kind of in a nice spot, though, because as far as I'm concerned, you guys feel, you know, if the QB spot works out, and you know, the you know, and and Baker and Lawrence can can contribute something defensively and and firm that thing up a little bit. I think you guys are legit players in the, in the division this year. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously those those teams are great, um, and uh, each each one of those teams are going to be a battle. Uh, but you know, it's time for us to to kind of to get back at the top of our division. Uh, the past two years, we. I think we, I only beat we beat the Redskins last year. Um, that was my first division win. Um, uh, being with the team because uh, we beat the Redskins at the end of my rookie year, but I wasn't playing. So, um, but I think it's it's definitely time, and it's, it's going to be some exciting matchups that we play the Eagles and Cowboys in prime time um, uh, once this year. So uh, I, I get I'm ready for those battles. It's going to be a great great battle within the division and, and for us our entire season. Well, it's going to be fun to watch, not just the quarterback spot, but uh, to see what you guys do once uh, things kick off in September. Last thing is, uh, back to uniforms real quick. Who, uh, what, what hat do you like better, when it says Giants in, in all block letters or when it's got the lowercase NY? The Giants. All right. Giants, see, now, Giants, now uh, after all the goodwill uh, of the last 15 minutes, now it ends on that sour note. I like the <laughs> NY. It's a little cooler, but okay. I'll, I like I like the Giants. It's, it's it's a little different. I like a little different. I can get the I can get behind the Giants. It sounds like the key detail is it's the gray pants. I don't understand the. I, I understand why if you're a Giants fan who watched LT and Phil Sims and all those guys, you like that look because it reminds you of that. But the yeah. aesthetically, the gray pants, like you say, with the with the red numbers on the jersey, that's uh, that's that's tough to beat in all the NFL. 
Yeah, I think I think we have the top spot with, with our uniforms. Um, a lot of fans are messing around with the red red tops coming back. No, uh, make a whole bunch of edits and stuff. I like those, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. No, Spaghetti says he does like those. No, that's wrong, Spaghetti. Please. I love those back in the day. Like the, the, the back pla- in the day. The Plaxico era teams. Yeah, it was the red jerseys when they had yeah. the, the blue little piece in the collar. The white numbers was great. No, I disagree with that. But uh, listen, I agree with most everything else Seven Ingram said here. Stay healthy, man. And uh, yeah, let's at minimum stay healthy for the ping pong tournament and get your broadcast mm-hmm. pipes in order so you can call the uh, the showdown, the Connect Four showdown between me and uh, and Twenty Six. There. Let's see if we can line those things up. In the meantime, like I say, have a good uh, last few weeks of uh, free time and uh, best of health going forward, man. Dave, I appreciate you, man. It's always a pleasure. Yep, the pleasure's uh, all on this side of the glass here. Thanks, man. Uh, see you later. Real quick detour here, football fans. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Boy, is that true. Whether it's a knee injury or a bad back, that's what I have. I get that real bad, sharp pain in my lower back, but I'll just let it linger for like six or eight weeks and drag one of my feet behind me until I finally head into a doctor, and by then it's embarrassing. Either way, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor, and the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Definitely don't rub dirt on it for that uh, as a resolution. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED from the comfort of your home and handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Damashek and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they'll prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet uh, packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out and with roman it's so easy so just go to getroman.com slash damashek to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com slash damashek for a free visit to get started getroman.com slash damashek now back to football delightful what do you think spaghetti can we make that uh, ping pong tournament? Ha- that'd be fun. I think so. I've talked I'm to some people. That. Think it's. Uh, I think it's going to happen. And I'm, I was glad to get him back in the studio, or at least call into the studio. And uh, like we keep saying, the breakout star. But I think it really does. Uh, a lot of people I've seen lately say Sterling Shepard now because they have Golden Tate. But I think like the biggest difference is the offensive line giving the quarterback more yeah, time to throw, right. and the fact that Evan is so versatile, whether he could split out wide or, or stay in tight. And uh, I think he's just an athletic guy that he could really be a safety blanket not only for if it's Eli or for the rookie quarterback what do you think it's gonna be game one yeah I think it's Eli game one to what end though I don't know I don't know if you said week eight I don't know but week one I think it's Eli I mean regardless of who the quarterback is I think I've said it ad nauseum I've said it ad nauseum that's fine but do you want the Giants to do well that's the the greater um uh concern and I wonder if if you believe in the kid what, what's to be the gained one, the, at this point? What's to be gained if you don't, if, if Eli's out, if you're moving on from Eli, then move on I, from Eli. I don't disagree with you. I think the one thing that the that the Maras and the Tishes and Dave Gettleman to an extent, and they all have this fear of Eli's awful the first X amount of weeks. They don't want to see it end with him being pulled and then putting Daniel Jones. They wanted to have a graceful exit. They wanted to have like a, you know, a Derek Jeter last season kind of like do the whole farewell tour. And he has a pretty good season offensively and then he gets to go home. They don't want to see Eli look awful and get crushed. It just doesn't meet with reality, though. I don't, I don't agree he's with not, He's not he's not apparently performing on that no. level, but it is interesting. I wonder if you could do that kind of a thing. Ingram was very nice in his answer to uh, to that question about talking about who which QB is looking better but if you liked one versus the other you could just always drop the passes from the other like you know yeah that ball was moving weird yeah that guy's arm isn't right you know you yeah could've... wonder and then again you're putting a stink on yourself I I still think not not that he really tipped his hand either way but I have a feeling just listening to his answers saying I think they love Daniel Jones 
I think just from that what, did brick kind of come through. Right? I think from what we've seen, from what beat writers have said, and I think from what the uh, some of the players have said, but like you know, a couple of things he said, and it was that his his arm is lively, and we we've seen Daniel Jones make plays with his feet. We haven't seen a Giants quarterback make plays with their feet, and I couldn't tell you how long. The fact that he could run, I think the younger players like to inject some life in this team, and it looks like that uh, Daniel Jones could extend plays, and he can maybe make a throw to the sidelines that Eli can no longer make. Um, so I, I think they're excited for like the new era, especially because you, your offense is extremely young with Saquon, Sterling Shepard, Evan, um, a couple of pieces in the O-line are young. So they, I think they do want the, the fresh blood in there. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it does sound like, well, I mean, but listen, what's the, I, I can't believe I almost just bought, I, I think that Evan Ingram means what he says, but I almost just bought some of that off season, like this kid. Hey, look out, everybody. You know, you can, as uh, we always talk about, it's easy in the summertime to talk yourself into a football team. It's much easier to do that than talk yourself out of that football team. Hey, um, you know, with all the big stuff going on in New York City with uh, bad news for the Knicks and uh, good news for your blue shirt, you're excited about what happened with the blue shirt, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to be great. I'm so excited. Going to be great? I, I think they, the Rangers went from being a mediocre bottom half team to all of a sudden being actual cup contenders in the East. I, I swear. I, I really think they're that good. Hmm. The additions they made, Fox, Truba, uh, obviously signing Panera and drafting Cabo I think is the best part in this draft. Uh, they actually give Hank uh, another shot at winning Hank. a cup. Do we, do we know for sure if it's Capo Caco or Capo Caco? I heard it both ways. I, have no I don't idea. know which one I prefer. Whatever Sam Rosen says, I'll just I'll just go with. Capo, caco. It's caco, 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 caco. I'm trying to figure out which I like better. Either way, he may turn into a star. Something I've been doing on social media, Spaghetti, and I feel like I'm one of the few people who's become as obsessed by it. Um, it, it, it by my own little uh, task here, but some people have chimed in here, and I wanted to kibitz with you and get your thoughts about it and bring it up. And if you want to look it up, I'll tweet it back out here at Damashek. Is um, it occurs to me, or it occurred to me a couple weeks ago when the Lakers landed Anthony Davis, that they have a run at center that is perhaps the greatest for one franchise. Lakers center might be the greatest single position for one team in at least North America. I can't, I don't, I don't know what goes on in, uh, in the Premier League or otherwise. Um, enough to weigh in on that. But Lakers have had George Mikan, Wilt, they had uh, Kareem, they had uh, Vlade, who was not half bad. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he still was a good a, yeah. pretty good. Shaq Fu, Gasol played some center Long later in Kobe, his time yeah. with the Lakers. And, uh, and now Anthony Davis, and you also had a uh, mediocre to bad season from Dwight Howard. I don't know if you count that one. Is that the best? But you also have Packers QBs. The other ones in contention, I would say, are Packers QBs, Dodgers starting pitchers, Montreal Canadiens goaltenders. I think that one of the more iconic ones is Red Sox left fielders, and deservedly so. They go Ted Williams, yeah. Hall of Famer, obviously, best hitter that ever lived. Then Yass, the epic lengthy career um all in uh, in the boston colors then jim rice also a hall of famer then gator greenwell who was very good just fell off and didn't have a sustained greatness but then manny ramirez is there he's out in left field hit making all the big hits along with big poppy in uh, in getting that first world series and now uh, andrew benatende that's pretty good yeah i mean you don't like that. Unfortunately, for me to say, but it is good. I do agree. They are very, very good. Um, I think if Ben Attendi has a phenomenal career, that really that helps them out a lot. Um, I think they're kind of relying on him. But yeah, it's it's a strong it's a strong case. And and then you have uh, like again, Icon is great, but is it as great as once you put the names together? Bears middle linebacker, Bill George is you know he's he's. In the history of football and in the structure of the game, he is significant as a middle linebacker playing that spot there. But, you know, I mean, who among us has seen him play? No disrespect, but uh, but nevertheless. Then you go Dick Butkus, Mike Singletary, Brian Urlacher. That's a pretty good run of Hall of Famers there. I don't know that it ultimately meets. I know the names. They're, They're iconic names, but is that as good practically? Now, right behind that, I would submit 
Bears running backs. If you uh, if you look at from Red Grange to Bronco Nagurski, then you get Gale Sayers, sweetness. Neil Anderson was great. Matt Forte was great. Yeah, super underrated. And Jordan Howard was great until I yeah I mean obviously limited or else they wouldn't have dealt them away. I think that's a pretty good one that needs to be in the conversation as does Rams running back Lawrence McCutcheon before your time, but he was really good. He's history has forgotten this guy, Lawrence McCutcheon, but in the seventies, he was a, a, a uh, great running back for some really good Rams teams. Then you go, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis, only the two seasons, but he still was really good in those two seasons. Steven Jackson, is uh is a great numbers guy not much of a winner but uh, i don't know how much you hang that on him in the st louis years and then todd Gurley's been dynamite since he got to to la i think that's a good position but i think if you look at it spaghetti the it comes down to this i want to give you my win play show okay and tell me where i'm wrong sure packers qb they go bart star they go lynn dickey who was fine had put up some if nothing else put up some huge numbers back in the 80s and uh, on some halfway decent teams. Then the magic man, Don Mikowski. Okay, underwhelmed perhaps, but they were both pretty good. They were both uh, um, upper half of uh, of quarterbacks in their eras. But then you go Brett Favre, and then you go Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty crazy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will be remembered as one of, what, the five best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era, I would think at worst. Brett Favre is also probably right around that group. And uh, the great Bart Starr, 15-1 and one in the postseason, first two Super Bowls, so on and so forth. That's a that's a pretty dynamic trio there. But I, I'm looking at the – I think – see, the, what Packers have is, is that they've all won – and Rodgers has one because uh, then other the next highest ranked QB list is the Colts. If Luck wins one or let's say Luck wins two, they match up really well versus the Packers because you have United's first star. Probably, I mean, does United win that? You have Peyton versus Favre. Peyton probably wins that. And say if Luck wins multiple, he might overtake Rodgers because he's as talented as they come as well. That's that's the one that could go from being in the teens to all of a sudden being top three. That's a great. Uh, that's a great point you make a great uh hypothetical if andrew luck gets over the hump i mean he was declared as we talk about um a hall of famer before he even put on an nfl uniform people uh, fell in love with him back in stanford and hyped him so much if that pays off do that do all those people uh in in the name of self-validation boost andrew luck then and say look at what look at what he's done and it is a great story i mean like his career was in jeopardy 12 months ago we didn't know what he was going to end up being and then he has that season that team by the way at the at the end of it don't you have to kind of look at that team and say that's the 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 super bowl favorite out of the afc what's wrong with that team what what's what's not the like about that team i i don't know why i have it in my head i just i can't if, i hope they could win on the road but they probably will be too good to not play on the road. They'll probably have a home field. I, I mean, yeah, they're in the conversation. I think the Chargers are really good. I agree with that, but I think uh, the defense for the, for the Colts, think about how good the defense was, and it got better now in the offseason. My only thing against them would just be I think their division is pretty good because they have the Titans who are kind of playoff team. You have the, the Jaguars, I think, will rebound now with Foles, and their defense is still strong. And then, obviously, the Texans, uh, I think their own division could beat up on them pretty good. They don't have any, like, lame ducks in their division, which is the one thing that could hurt their, I guess, the wins-loss record, which could affect, obviously, where they play in the postseason. But, no, I think their, their rosters, they finally have a defense, so their roster is great. Um. Back to this list, then. Here's the what I, I hear you on the Colts. That is an interesting point that could shake that up. I think, and people will call me crazy, but or call me a homer or whatever. Do you think it's fair to say that the Pittsburgh Penguins center iceman is the greatest single position? In it's North very American good. Yeah, history? looking at it, it's, it, there's a lot of depth to it too. A lot of like quality depth. Like some of these other positions have some depth that aren't great. Um, the Lakers are really the only other one that can ma- ma- uh, match up with the depth. Uh, like the I mean, Lemieux at worst, the the second best center iceman in sure. NHL history. Ronnie Francis is a top 20 uh, center iceman in NHL history. Brian Trottier, not there long, but does win two Stanley Cups there for what that's worth. Alex Kovalev, his best years are spent in black and gold. 
Marty Straka, a, a very nice high-end offensive player. Then you get Sidney Crosby, who now is one of the five best players. And I mean, based on that, you have so 66 and, and Sidney Crosby, two of the top five in the history of the game, sure. regardless of position. Geno Malkin, a generational great, and even Jordan Stahl won a, a, a couple Stanley Cups. with the, Won a Stanley Cup, I should say, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, this is a tough one just because it's still ongoing. Like if, if they get, if Crosby and Malkin get one more, that helps them out a ton, but at the same time with the Lakers uh, centers, if Davis goes on a stretch here with uh, with the Lakers, LeBron, if they start winning titles, and yeah. then all of a sudden that becomes dominant, all like it's uh, that could be a, a very interesting. Th- th- yeah, those those are easily the top two, just because right. of the depth. I want you to know, listener, this is not set in stone yet. Drop me a line. These are your final moments to do so. Otherwise, this gets it etched into history, and then there is no changing it until there are updates like Andrew Luck winning the Super Bowl or something like that. All right, that's it, Spaghetti. I think we've done more than enough. Evan Ingram, delightful as usual. Uh, we have to get to work on our Connect Four tournament. I may even have to start doing some workouts if, in fact, it comes to that with Saquon. I might have to start getting mentally and spiritually. We right. should do that. We should do your your comeback from retirement. There's a there's a, a lot of places around where we live that have those giant Connect Four boards. That you can I play. that may, I I like those. It but that's a gimmick. And I think that you should, you should do it in eye. public. You got to do it in public to feel the crowd. No, I want it. Well, maybe I'm open to it, but I'd like to do it right here in Studio 66 and then have him hooked up across the country and uh, and be in his comfy spot so there are no excuses to be made. Without practice? Just a dry, like, a, just a right no, into no. Oh, you are going to practice? Uh, no, I don't know. That, that ain't right. That would be against the spirit of it for me to do that. I'll, we'll think it over. We'll, we'll try and figure it out, and uh, we'll talk with uh, Saquon's people. That, that, you know, there is a shaming uh, potentially to be dealt to 26, and he might not be right then for, for football. You know, so anyway, a lot to consider. But anywho, um, we'll be back later on with uh, more Hooey and Applesauce for you. In the meantime, for Evan Ingram, for Eddie Spaghetti, and I don't know. Anyone you want to thank there, Spaghetti? I want to thank John Davidson and the Rangers organization okay. for making this a uh, phenomenal franchise. For making MSG yeah. still yeah. periodically the worthwhile Mecca. to pay a visit to. Exactly. All right, we'll talk with you later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.